Hey everybody, this is the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles Larita, and I am joined by... Will Sarver. I know him. He's a great guy. Um, and Yeah, he sounds nice. He's all right. He's pretty cool. Um, we're doing this episode of the podcast remotely. We are not in the same place at all um, because of the quarantine kind of thing, which I, I do legitimately miss you, and this is very sad and, and difficult. Yeah, I could say the same. Yeah, this isn't that fun. Yeah. Um, but we're I, making it work. We're going to do the best we can, honestly, I, I think, um, with this whole kind of thing. But, I mean, you know, despite that fact, I think we're still incredibly appreciative for everyone listening to us beat off for this episode. I think that's very, Absolutely. very, very important. Um, yeah. Obviously. Listen closely. <laughs> Yeah, please, please do. Um, I know Will can see me right now. No one else can see me. Thank God, because I have just this incredible Jack Sparrow facial hair grown in. I haven't done my hair in like weeks, probably at this point. <laughs> I like it. No, it's I look I look homely, man. I do not look great. It's not good. Um, well, I, you can probably smell me from over there. Yeah, it's 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 we're all sorts of messy. This is disgusting. <laughs> I am so happy that it's not like filmed. So that's pretty good. Um, but for every, any of you guys listening, how this show essentially works, it's all about music and music related topics. And what you guys have to do for us to discuss something is go to www.charlesrita.com slash contact and there is a little box there you can put in your name and stuff like that and put a topic or question or anything like that um, for us to discuss in a long format, which is pretty cool, which we have a question today, which I think is pretty fantastic. Yes, because we love questions. We do. We live on that nonsense, yes, man. Yes, please. Please uh, ask. We're so way. bored in isolation. Um, God, I'm <laughs> I'm here in, in the old rat cave recording and Will's in his really fancy pretty house and we're all, you know apart and separate and sad it's not great we're doing our part we are we, we are we're this staying is staying home this is the most intense social distancing because i think we're about 17 minutes away from each other so that's pretty good yeah that's a lot that's that's many six feet yeah that's that's anti-social distancing at this point <laughs> <laughs> so so that's fine i guess um but we do nonetheless have a question uh that that was sent to us which is great we've been getting a lot since we kind of put out um you know, asking people to send us stuff in. This one comes from Robert C. from Pennsylvania, so he is right across the pond. Yeah, as as they say, and um, a stone's throw away. I, you could say it could most definitely be. Yeah, um, depending on how hard you can throw said stone. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very good. Depends on wind and humidity and all that. Yeah, barometric pressure has a lot to do with it as well. But that's besides yeah. the point. Uh, but Robert C. writes in, and he says, I haven't been playing long, and a lot of my friends keep suggesting incredibly expensive gear. What are your thoughts on expensive versus cheaper musical equipment? And I'm, I'm thankfully Ooh. he said musical equipment because he said I haven't been playing very long. And I was like, playing Nintendo, playing the radio. I don't know. But musical equipment. Yeah. So that's great. So we're so I'm assuming at this point he is some sort of uh, starting, blossoming musician. So that's cool. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. So, Robert, that is that is fantastic for writing into us. We appreciate that. Um, and this is one you and I talk about a whole lot where it's like, you know, yeah, quite often. Yeah, and I mean, I I know we've both been at this end of, of ridicule for not buying a billion dollar instruments and things like that. Um, but Will, I think you should start this guy off. What What are your general thoughts about this thing? I mean, I mean, 
honestly, honestly speaking, um, you know, where, where do you stand on, you know, expensive versus cheap or not cheap, less expensive, I guess we could say. Yeah. Yeah. It could be all the same. Um, well, I think, you know, first off, I think you and I both can say that we own both. We do. Right. We're rich. We're musicians. So we have as much money as you can imagine. Exactly. (laughs) So, so I, I would start with that. I mean, um, I I don't have I personally don't have top of the line gear. Yeah, I would say it's definitely not the most expensive that you can buy. I do have some higher end stuff, but I also have stuff that I still have since I've, you know, you know, was a kid starting out playing. I still use that stuff. Oh yeah, so do I. Um, I mean, it's it, yeah. I wouldn't say like ungodly expensive, but I mean, I do have some some big guns, and I just I just did yeah. air quotes for that. If anyone was wondering, right? Some nicer pieces, you know. Yeah, and I think everybody um, does, but are they a necessity? Does that really relate to any quality or caliber of playing or musicianship? I would say no. I um, would completely agree. Yeah, um, I've heard some incredible incredible things being done by musicians on kids toys yeah so oh yeah how many videos have we seen where it's like so and so plays a hello kitty drum kit or a spongebob guitar exactly um yeah and this kind of relates i think to anything in the arts it's it's the same kind of thing where it's like you know you're a fabulous you know, a physical fine artist and it's like, why are you using crayons? And it's like, because if you're a good artist, you could use anything, you know? Yeah. You can, you know how to work the tool. I yeah. Think that's everything. I mean, and granite. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I mean, a lot of music, I think and playing it, it really depends on, you know, it, it's the musician that pulls the, the tone and, um, everything out of the instrument so it's you know it's how you strike a drum and for for me and for you it's you know how you strum and pick and do all sorts of things and different techniques is is what really gives the the sound um i mean obviously it should be in tune yeah to start it it should also uh, be playable to a degree like it can't be like ungodly falling apart like there are are some you know it's not like oh i found this drum kit in the woods make it work you know yeah but i mean there are street performers playing on buckets that sound pretty darn good oh those dudes are awesome we, <laughs> you know we it's really them. creative that was like uh when we were gigging asbury park not too long ago and we were seeing guys down there in asbury we we're taking a walk on the boardwalk and those dudes were like just absolutely incredible and yeah they're like home depot five gallon buckets mm, yep exactly cool sound that you just, ever have yeah it's that that is a, a good demonstration of somebody that knows how to play and is bringing the tone and the sound out of the said instrument whether it's a bucket or a real drum yeah um it's really all in how you strike it and um so i mean that's where i stand on on things like that i don't think you need especially starting out i would never ever recommend somebody buying something expensive or or high-end because for many reasons, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, that's, that was always that's what one I usually of, say. Yeah, I mean that was that's one of the hard parts. Where, I mean, granted, I just teach there, but working in, you know, a music store where you have a lot of people who work for sales goals, and 
they just oh, want to yeah. get a sale. A yeah, so they, yeah, they're you know they've commissioned for they're working for, so they try to you know sell four hundred dollar amplifiers and six hundred dollar guitars, and the kid can barely tie his shoes, and it's like, you know, it's you don't need that like that. I always hate, and it's a lot of times I, I wish sometimes you know parents buying for their kids or, or more so like that would try to educate themselves a little better, I guess. Um, yeah, but a lot of people do think that does make you good. Like if you're not going to be great, if you don't play on this, like $8,000, whatever. Um, I mean, think, think of how many, you know, people you and I have worked with, um, you know, especially like, Oh God, in the realm of like photographers who've shot stuff for the band. We've had some fabulous, (laughs) fabulous photographers. Um, we've, we've had work with people where, they have the best cameras and the best lenses and just have no idea. And their how foot's to, in the shot. Ugh, and and they have no idea how to use it. <laughs> That's and my it's, favorite. And it's a shame. And it's it's really hard because it's like you think that the price of all of this equipment is gonna make up for the lack of knowledge, or it's that is the substitute for the knowledge where it's like, oh, I don't have to be good because this is gonna do the job for me. And I always say, if you're a good photographer, you could do it on your phone. You could do it on a disposable. You could do it on a Polaroid. Yeah. You could you could get a notebook and sketch it with stick figures and make it look good. Right. Um, and yeah, as far as like what I would recommend to people is like if if you have, you know, the money um, and it's something that you want to do, I would rather you invest that money into education. I would rather you take the time to go take lessons or, or learn, or not so much just the money, but invest more time into learning. Yeah. And, I mean, and you know, perfecting, trying to perfect playing the instrument or, or whatever it is. Um, and then, like, later down the road when you feel very comfortable... And then that's kind of the time where you, you know, maybe it's, you know, it is time to upgrade and, you know, you, then you can start developing a feel for certain things and you're like, well, I, you know, this actually feels a lot better to play with on this instrument because of this and that. And Oh yeah, and definitely. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't, honestly, I, I bought my own drum set on my own. Yeah. I was going to ask what, what kit, what did you start out with? Like, what was your, your starting thing? My start uh, starting kit was well. First, my dad uh, my dad played, so there were drums in the house, but um, that's kind of how I learned. And then they bought me uh, that Tama Piccolo snare that I have. Oh, I, that was my very I, first one. I love that snare. Yeah, and it's it's really just a, a whatever Tama Piccolo snare, and I still play with it today. It really. works. It works, and that's what that's what I learned on. Um, and then I got uh, we bought a used drum set um, from somebody that we knew. Um, it has no badges on it. I I always assumed it was a Ludwig at the time because that's what it came with on the front head. Uh, but I didn't understand that you know you can put any type of front head <laughs> yeah, on a drum. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no badges, there's no serial numbers, there's no marking. So. Um, that that was my first drum set and i that is my drum set that i gig with yeah when you and i play out and and the band plays out that is that is my dude that go-to drum set. that kit I still is so it. bitchin it's a workhorse and that's like it is that's the best thing because yeah. i mean grant some of the places we've played in i wouldn't want to bring some of my big guns out you know i, I don't Ew. i don't want to bring like a, a three thousand dollar guitar out there god no 
Hell no. Yeah, keep keep the good stuff at home. That's what I do. I, yeah. I gig with, um, like I said, it's a drum set. I have no idea what it is. That's what I gig with. I make it, I refinished it, repainted it, and I oh, make it's it amazing. nice. And yeah. I put put a good set of heads on it and, and learn how to tune and things ready to rock. But my, you know, my higher end stuff, I keep, um, you know, at home. Yeah. I baby it. It's in a temperature controlled room. Um, it doesn't get moved around a lot. That's, you know. And that's I don't almost have money like that to just throw this is to throw away. Yeah, and that's almost like the downside of having such nice stuff because it's like you don't want to do anything with it. You're like super cautious with it. Oh no. I mean it you and I see people rolling up with the most expensive I mean I, I'll see a guy with, you know, $3,000 worth of cymbals alone. Yeah. And I'm just like I I wouldn't like you're you're it's on people, you know, people are crawling over things and People are moving chairs and mm-hmm. bar stools mm-hmm. and things like that and, and spilling drinks, and I'm just watching him set it up, and I'm like, I would never, well, ever do that. That reminds me of the gentleman who was in the one band we saw um, who looked like Bobby Hill. That's who, who, that's who I'm talking about. Was that about, who you are thinking of? Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, great minds think yeah. of King of the Hill. Um, that dude had, oh, my God, thousands of dollars worth of, like, Heisty symbols and just like yeah, Pisces highest DW end drum shit set. he could have. Oh my god, that was ridiculous! Like they're just like wheelbarrowing in more and more toms from the setup. The whole time yeah. he's just cleaning everything as other bands are playing. He's like sitting. Yeah, he's, oh my god! Yeah, pe- was, please, people don't tune your drums in the middle of other people playing. No, that's fairly just, frowned <laughs> upon. But now, see, uh, yeah, that's that's the other. And end of the spectrum where it's like, you know, we always say, oh, you don't need an expensive kit, but that doesn't mean, you know, you can just walk into a club where they say, oh, here's our, our, you know, drum set. We already, our house drum set. And it's just like a big piece of shit and it's like duct taped together. And it's like, okay, no, there is a preference where it's like two drums and like the chair is like a toilet seat. And it's just like, (laughs) it's just like, (laughs) actually sounds kind of nice. But then, but then it's funny because on the flip side of that, like I always see videos of, kids in like south africa and stuff where they're building instruments out of literally garbage like there's kids making drum kits out of like buckets and oil drums and cymbals or like hubcaps and they're like really good players and it's just it's that idea where it's like doesn't have to be a good instrument to be a good player and then that's it blows my mind every time when i when i see stuff like that i mean like i said i have my my big guns um but you know one of my what was the first one my first guitar. You asked, yeah, you asked me, so and I have to ask you. I feel yeah, obligated. That's stupid. I hate this game. No, my first guitar, <laughs> um, it was a Dan Electro, and they are not very expensive. Um, I still have it. It still plays awesome. I don't get rid of my guitars. I don't sell my guitars. I have sentimental Have value. I seen this one? It's black with sparkles. You probably haven't. I don't think well, so. I'll By the to- way, for you listening, Charles has like 50 guitars, so <laughs> I've, I've only seen maybe three I think I I think eighteen, um, serious number. I think I have eighteen. It's a real problem. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's starting to look like a music store around here, um, but it's it's you know I don't play it as much. I I should restring it though, which is kind of cool because um, yeah, it wasn't that expensive. The cool thing about it was you uh, had a spot for a nine volt battery, so um, it had a little button on it that was a distortion button built into the guitar. Uh, I was going to ask like, why the, yeah, what would the 9-volt was for. but you, Yeah, usually if you have an, a battery in a guitar, it's for like active pickups or active electronics. Um, but it was really cool. And uh, 
you know, it was like you're kind of like a Strat, Stratocaster knockoff. Um, and it was, you know, kind of not clunky, but it was like, you know, you rest your hand too much on the bridge because it had a whammy bar bridge. So it would like, you know, go out of tune and warp. So um, my uncle who does all my luthier work, he, you know, set the bridge into place because I wasn't going to be playing with a whammy bar anyway. Yeah. Um, it plays awesome. I love that guitar. I mean, I that was the first like two years of me playing on that thing. Um, and it means a lot to me, you know, for that it was cheaper. Um, and then the first guitar that I bought was my second guitar. And it was... Um, and I, it was an awesome black Ibanez, which that's one of my favorites to play. And, geez, I paid for that myself with, like, allowance and money and, like, raking leaves and shoveling snow money. And I think it was, it was like, a $320 guitar. <laughs> it's, like, not expensive. Yeah. And that that is, like, probably my favorite. That, I think, is my favorite guitar. And that is, um, that thing's a workhorse. God, I, got, I was 11 when I bought that. And I'm much older than that now. And it's still all original parts, and the thing plays like a machine. I I love it to death, and yeah, I it don't make them like they used to. No, I mean, I got so much shit for, um, and I know anyone watching who's seen our videos, I have a red Telecaster, or it's like a we call it the cherry, or not cherry, we call it tomato cream, um, Telecaster, and I've had that in a bunch of videos. That's and a Squire. Yeah, it's a Squire. Yeah, I which is, love that guitar. Which is the lower end Fender stuff, and that was what I call my car crash guitar because I had a really bad week. It was when the band started gigging again after hiatus, and we had like the best gig at Franz that one night. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know the night. Yep, and it was a great night. That was for uh, for reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, you know, I I went. The next day, I was going to leave my house to go to Petco to get crickets for my frog, and I got in a big old bad car crash. Long story short, I lived, um, which is cool. But I was really sad for a while, and I remember I went into work, and that guitar was on the wall, and it caught my eye because it's like this pinkish red. And it was like an $185 guitar, and it was cheap, and it was a Squire. And I picked it up, and it felt great. Fret job was awesome. It played awesome. It sounds great. All stock stuff. Um, With my discount, it came to like... $132. $132. And I, I literally mean, come went on now. I literally went home. I got my big jar of uh of coins I'd been saving. I had like $300 in that and I cashed in. I bought that guitar at Pocket Change and I love that thing. I I record with it all the time. I mean, I gig with it all the time. It's it's great and I got so much shit for that because um a lot of the time it would be like my older students. You know, I would you know, a lot of people always ask, you know, what, what's your age range of students? And I have my youngest right now is six or five, actually. My youngest is five, and, and my oldest are in their, you know, late 60s, early 70s. Um, That's a range. Yeah, and I would have, you know, <laughs> say you have Velcro shoes at both ends of that spectrum. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would have so many of my older students be like, why are you buying these, you know, cheap, like, shit Chinese guitars? And these are the guys who would have, like, like multi-thousand dollar super shop strats and martin acoustics and all this stuff and the thing is it's like you don't need that and i told them i was like i would much rather see someone really really work a cheapie instead of having like a guitar that you could essentially use that money and buy a car with and you're just it's good to see those you're just strumming you're just strumming chords or you're just 
you know, I mean, I get the midlife crisis thing. Like, I get it. You know, whatever. Or, or, well, yeah. If or you're what just, have you? If you're just spent, if you just have extra cash and it's a hobby and you want to spend the money, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go nuts. I mean, there's no need to give you a hard time about you of all people. You know how to play the instrument. Well, like, why are they giving you a hard time about? I never got it, and that was a thing. And then, and that's like the only time I kind of clap back a little bit, and I'm like dude, this Martin guitar was $600 and you're strumming the same chords on everything you own. It's like, come on. Like, I would never want something that crazy. Like, that's too much. That is yeah. way too much guitar. Like, that's just so unnecessary. Now, you if know? you say you play, you know, you you play the your Squire Telecaster and then you play, like, a real Telecaster, I mean, how much difference do you think you're going to get? So that's the thing, and that's an awesome question because I, I think about that all the time where it's like... Obviously, it gets, no effects. No, yeah, yeah, just dry. Yeah, honestly, it, it's what you said in the beginning. It gets to the point where if you truly are a musician and you can truly play, you can make any instrument your bitch. Like seriously, that's, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I remember that was a big thing at one of the local music stores. They had like the Jimmy Page, you know, Black Beauty Les Paul or whatever, and it just it it was a guitar. Like it, yeah. it felt like a guitar. I mean, it, there's a lot of people like, oh, I like the this radius neck and the that and the pickups and the spacing and and the whole rule of thumb is, you and I have known so many people who are just incredible gearheads like that, and usually it's like people talk shop that much they do not play. They can't play. Well. Yeah, yeah, we've we've had that multiple times. Oh boy, oh it's, boy, yeah. have we? I hate to say it, but it's pretty true. Pretty no, common. you you and I had a gentleman try out for bass one night uh, in pajama pants. He came over oh, yeah, and we yeah, were doing yeah, an audition yeah. and this guy, he was like, yeah, I'm a drummer too. And just saying all the, oh, I like this kind of size, this and these dimensions and that Tom and this ply and this whatever that. And it's like, okay, cool. Can you play? And that's all I care about. Like I, yeah. and he was, and that happened when he was playing one of our songs. He was trying to play rat racing. He was very stiff with it. And he's like, oh, well, I'm on this bass with the Bartolini pickups and the string pacing and this and that. And it's like, no, 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 I'm talking about this is you playing it. Yeah, well, you see, because of the radius of the neck and this and that, I'm like, no, 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 you should be able to play this on any bass. And then he was right. like, well, can you play it on my bass? And I was like, dude, don't open that can of worms, please. Yeah. Also, yes, but don't open that can of worms. Yeah, it's I, was like, like, I, I was like, oh, I was hoping you were going to, but. Uh. <laughs> I never like being cocky like that. I hate that kind of thing, but it's just like, don't don't challenge me, dude. Like, I'm, But yeah, like, people can on. people can use gear as an excuse of for mm -hmm. not knowing the, the, you know, the material. Yeah, like but I have. Yeah, what, yeah, I would say one of my guitars I have, um, and this kind of goes right with it. I have an eighty-nine dollar Ibanez that I have. It was bought from. How a dare you spend under a hundred dollars? I would say <laughs> I bought it. Uh, my my actually my dad bought it at a um, a tent show, and it had a little um, like a music shop show, and it had a little tiny scratch on it, and which got touched up, and it was eighty-nine dollars for the discount. And uh, oh, that's you know, I have that, and then I have my you know, Gibson SG Supreme, it's blue and it's amazing. It's beautiful. And I got them, you know, that's a $2,200 guitar and versus an $89 guitar and had them both set up by the same person. And that $89 guitar plays, I think way more comfortably. And people wouldn't think that because they see name brand and they see, you know, price sign. And I, I hate that so much where there's so many people who are just like, Oh, well the feel of this neck and the, this neck and the, that one and this one. It's like, I'm sorry. No one's like senses are that acute. Where you're, you know, yeah, that's like, like splitting hairs. Come well, here's on, man. and here's the thing though. It's like if you're claiming to be such this, you know, incredible player as as you're saying, you should be able to do it on anything. You know, granted, right. I have, you know, I have like a guitar over here that I'm, I have on the workbench where I'm doing a fret file on because not one of, not one of mine. It's a, it's one someone had given me to like just kind of toy around and fix up. 
get, you can't really play it because the the frets are so jagged. It cuts your fingers. And I see them in, in the music shop like that all the time. And I'm like, how could you sell this? That's a different story where it's like you physically can't play the instrument. Right. You know, yeah, that's th- that'd be that'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, come on, yeah. You, what you can't drive this car? Yeah, it doesn't have a steering wheel. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, no, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's that's that's kind of exactly where we are with that. But it's just it's, I I always hated that people took name brand and price. As as right. as like kind of the precedence for practicality or, or you know accessibility yeah. for what they're able to play. Um, so me being a big dork, I'm into skiing. And I've you know been skiing since I was in kindergarten, back in the day, and it was always funny when because I learned to ski in like Vermont, because one of my close friends had you know big house up in Vermont. We would always go all the time, and uh, we would see people on the slopes, you know, just like the super rich people who had like the big ass places up there, and they'd have their really nice like eight hundred dollar jackets and the bindings and the skis and poles and goggles like dressed to the nines, and they skied like absolute dog shit. And I thought that was great. And I'm in these <laughs> shitty rental skis, and I used, I thought I was pretty damn decent, you know. But yeah, because you knew how, you knew how to work it. It's all that matters. I mean, with a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, granted, like one of my favorite things we did and we filmed. Um, we were in the guitar center the one time. You played the little mini kids kit. Oh yeah, that that was great. I think it was a first act, right? Oh yeah, with some little yeah, bullshit, and it was like great. That. And and dude, you made it sound good because you know what you're doing. You 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 know how to work the instrument. It's you know how to paint. That's what it is. You know. Uh, well, I try. <laughs> and the absolute best part of that video, which if someone does a deep dive on our, our the band's Instagram, um, they can find it, which is at Charles Larita and the Mischief. You know, one big thing. Do you remember who who liked that video? And it was like the greatest highlight of our day. Uh, it was Jonathan Moffat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. Who, for if people don't know that that was the, the drummer for Michael Jackson. Yeah, and that was like um, I remember you and I were in the studio that day. I was um, going. I was. It was. I was going crazy. That I couldn't believe it. Well, because I like, didn't recognize the name. Because what's it, his nickname? Is Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. Yeah. So it came nickname, up as that, and I. You know, we're in the studio. We're having a terrible time because whenever we get together to record, something goes wrong. I think that was the day we were <laughs> having like we were having interference with a mic, and we were picking up like a radio station or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, something. And I was like, ridiculous. "Yeah, some sugarfoot, sugar, some sugarfoot dude liked your liked your uh, drum video, and he uh, it's verified." And we were like, "Who?" And we looked, and you were like, "Holy shit!" And it was awesome. That was that was a great day. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so see yeah, what happens was... when you play little little crappy drum kits. Yeah, I could that's, that's what barely happens. fit on it, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just fun to play. But yeah, you just—I mean, the drum room at Guitar Center is a good way to test out different gear. I mean, especially, you know, um, if you're newer to playing and you're not sure, um, just you know, you gotta—you just gotta play it. I mean, I've—you can sit down there and you can play a few hundred dollar drum set and you can sit down there and play a four thousand dollar drum set and quite frankly sometimes i play the four thousand dollar drum set and i'm like i'm not a huge fan of it like it wouldn't be yeah. worth the money um yeah, and then I mean, i'll play like something that's worth six hundred dollars i'm like this sounds great i mean drums is tricky too because the tuning um tuning is really difficult also um, in stores they're never set up properly in in stores like that they're not like you know exactly some of the- the bigger, finer warehouse ones that you shop at for drum stuff. They're not like those. Um, but yeah. you have Jim Bob setting up a kit who has no idea what to do. Everything's <laughs> backwards. Shout out to Jim Bob. Um, 
But it's it's funny though for you know for you being the expert you know musician player that you are it's it's definitely not. always co- thanks for the compliment <laughs> you're welcome buddy it's always good to see, it's always cool to see you sit down and i always egg you on because it'll be like i know you're gonna make it sound good that's the best part so it'll be like oh play this really expensive kit and then i'll be like play the little piece of shit kids kit where it's like you know the seat is the size of like a coaster <laughs> and it's like ready to go like in you pushing the um, weight limit yeah i was gonna say carefully hope there's shocks on that damn thing um and that's always cool, though. But I remember, like you said, one of those days you were just like, you know, I was like, what did we, we, you play? Like, I forget what kit it was. I think it was some kind of Yamaha thing. And it was a very expensive kit. Beautiful shells. Like, it was really nice. And I was like, how's it play? What do you think? And you're like, it's a shell with heads. It's, they're all the same. <laughs> I was like, that was that, yeah. was that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. I mean, it's a little harsh, but... Uh, I mean, I think we were just having a pissy, shitty day that day anyway, because um, yeah, everything was yeah. going wrong. So you know, but I like, I don't know. That's just how I've always been. Like I, I don't. It took me forever to buy my very first drum set. I mean, uh, I think, you know, I, I was, I think I might have just got out of college at the time or something like that when I actually bought one for myself. I mean, I just, I just use what was available to me and I made it work. But, was that your, uh, your Gretsch kit? No, that was a gift to me. Um, Damn, I gotta be friends with your, your people. Cause I would like, yeah, a gift no, that was, a, that was a, from, uh, <laughs> my grandmother gave that to me. Um, so that, that has a lot of sentimental value to me, but I needed one for college because of all the jazz gigs I was doing and combo stuff. Like I needed something small and easy to maneuver and that was light and um the catalina club that gretchen oh, makes is perfect kit. so like that leads into another thing it's like um you know shop around for you know the scenario i mean mm-hmm. for, at least for for drums like something like that you're gonna be if you're doing jazz stuff or whatever you're playing in really tiny spaces you're usually tucked in a corner um and everybody's on top of you so you need something small and compact and you're gigging often so you probably want something light um you know so yeah, you have, have you have the worst luck as it is having to drag all that stuff around <laughs> anyway yeah. and everyone in the band we all have our hands in our pockets just kind of watching you struggle we're like hey will how you doing you're like blue carrying all the stuff you look like a one-man band yeah <laughs> carrying all this shit and it's so tough and i the i you know you guys are great and you always offer to help but it's it's one of those things it's like you can't really help besides just haul it in and out. It's like the same Yeah, we're not setting anything up. It's so personal and it's tricky, but um so like I have different sets for different scenarios. I have the club set for smaller gigs, which sometimes I bring out to our shows depending oh, on I what type love of thing that. it is. Dude, that yeah, kid's great. Yeah, if it's a broken down set or if I know that this place I'm barely gonna have room for a symbol, well this mm-hmm. is the kit that I'm gonna need to bring. And then I have my full size kit, and then I have a kit for recording, which that thing I love. It's gorgeous, and but it's a beast. It's a twenty four inch bass drum that is a cannon, and it is super heavy oh, it's because huge. it's a different wood than you know what is used for, say the the club kit. So I mean, yeah, there's woods, there's different all, all different types of things. But see, for that's me, such a good point. I never never thought about that that whole oh. just like first scenario and i've done it subconsciously all this time i've never even realized that you're a, you're you need a promotion you need a raise 
I mean, it, you kind of have to. It's it's just not as easy as like you know having several guitars that could work, like an acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know, a, you know, electric guitar and you know bass and like you can switch and all around and it's easy. It's like drums. You still Good have luck. setups. Yeah. Yeah. You got everything. Yeah, and then you need um, to store them, and uh, it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, I I still I still do that kind of thing, like um. You know, some of the we've played some rougher places, and I don't bring out any of the really the big, bigger, big guns. Um, I did air quotes no. again for anyone keeping keep score. The, yeah, keep those locked away. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why it's nice to bring out the cheaper guys, and they they play great. They they do me well. They they don't let me down. It's not like they're falling apart, going out of tune. Um, that's like I get a lot of bass gigs with filling in for people or, or getting hired. And if it's a little bit of a rougher spot, and I've learned this by trial and error, I'll go to a place and play four string and have it there and some dude just completely hammered will come and be like ah, let me play our bass and say like, oh great here we go and you know just grab and touching <laughs> it because they know how to play it so then yes. when i go have a bass gig there again i'll come back and bring a five string because no one usually knows how to play five string basses so i'll right. just kind of put this it's like a deterrent so it's like yeah, yeah sure you can go ahead and play and they just kind of look at it like uh yeah, so, yeah no that's like, a good point off, to bring up because <laughs> it's also, another reason why you should have maybe a mix of both inexpensive mm -hmm. and and hiring gear is for like situations like that where you can bring, you know, uh, you know, your cheaper or more inexpensive gear, mm -hmm. depending on the on the situation. And there's times where it's you know there's a multi band night and you know we're hosting the show, um, and that's amazing. Yeah, but I just it's a lot easier if everybody just used my drum set for time's sake, and you know mm -hmm. not having them to you know they don't have to bring their own gear and so they're basically sharing my drum set so that's a good <laughs> thing to know ahead of time because i'm not going to bring my higher end stuff for so what you're saying on. you're saying is if we had a gig and i brought not led but like old school christmas lights on a freshly painted drum kit and i just threw them on it and then just beat the piss out of your drum heads with a big muscly like wife beater like you wouldn't like that no that that doesn't bother me at all the, the fact okay. that they're not leds and they're regular incandescents you know <laughs> sucking up energy and and putting off heat no that doesn't bother me at all but uh, would you like to indulge the audience and tell them that story even though i kind of summed it up a little yeah. bit <laughs> that is a true story folks uh that was uh that was the night before thanksgiving that was a big night for us. it was a when great we night there was when a, we used to put on our own uh, host our own shows yeah we had a great turnout there was you know, several hundred people there. It was it was a lot of fun. But we I were think the door was the door was like three fifty. Yeah, it was, it was great. a lot of people. So we were hosting it, and um, so I was providing the drum set for all the bands, which is not a problem. But um, I just it was my very first drum set, like I mentioned before, and I I refinished it, and it was literally its debut. <laughs> yeah, you un. I even I yeah, think it was the took first like time. one picture. We had the new drum head that night, yes, with the logo yeah. on it. Oh yeah, that was that yeah, was a good one. So it was a bit. It was a big night. You know, I had it all ready just for this this big event, and uh, I think it was the first band, right? Uh, first or, or second? Yeah, first or second. And we went on. We went on last. Yeah, this the drummer from this band literally brought Christmas lights. <laughs> And <laughs> draped them over the drum set. Not only Just, that, he also played with marching sticks. He was a heavy hitter. 
Oh, boy. I mean, he played hard. I don't play hard, and anybody that knows me knows that I, I'm not a heavy player. Um, this guy was completely opposite. So I see him draping Christmas lights over my drum set, and I'm listening <laughs> I felt to the so bad. <laughs> the band kicks in, and I can just tell that this guy is just gonna beat the piss out of these drums. And I, you were just like physically dying in pain. inside. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like hold you. I felt bad. I mean, yeah. Oh man. I mean, he was playing I, so hard. I remember. The, remember the um the kick drum was turning on him. Yeah, because that's how hard he was kicking he, the damn thing. He, yeah, he you know? was literally... So, f- for folks that don't know, the, the bass drum, the one they play with your foot, has two legs that stick out. And you can adjust them that they could either have rubber feet on them or you can have the metal spike that pokes through. I had the metal spike poke through. That made zero difference. He was literally <laughs> tearing up the carpet on the stage from <laughs> the drum moving from him playing so hard with his foot. I had to run up there mid-song, put my oh, head God. under his ride cymbal while he's bashing it and trying to tighten up and shift the drum to help him out. Um, and Absolutely yeah. bananas. So that is a great reason why you shouldn't bring good gear because at the end of the night, I had a scratched-up drum set and I had craters in my drum heads. And Oh, oh by the way, those drum heads were brand new. And I was going to say they were all new. All, <laughs> all new. new. And if, for anybody that knows the price of drum heads, they can be like between 10 to $20, depending on the size of the drum. So, uh, yeah, all the way around on one, two, three, four, five drums. So you can do the quick math yeah. on that. Um, I was not actually, a happy camper. <laughs> actually, you know what? If my memory serves me correctly, I believe he used all of your stuff because we were messaging the bands normally like the general rule is when you're sharing a drum kit to bring your cymbals bring your snare you know that kind of right hardware and and the everything else i don't think he brought anything i think he just played your stuff because i think he was like oh i forgot or oh i didn't bring it and it's like oh great and then you know will turns white and poor after that day i stopped being a nice guy (laughs) Well, well that's like i don't let people play my stuff like that because i remember one time there was a an an older club in Trenton near us that's actually now where uh, the Trenton Social is. It used to be called the 449 oh, Room. Okay. For anyone um, who, who knows the, the Trenton, you know, New Jersey area, kind of where I'm based for the most part musically, um, or my, my home base. And I remember I, we opened for a band there when I was, I was in high school. I was like 17. And I had my old Guild guitar with me. It's from the 70s, but like my uncle's bedroom guitar. That is one of my bigger guns, but I had it with me because I love that guitar. And this kid in this band after us, he did this one giant strum to kick the song in, and like three strings broke. Oh, um, great. And he was like, you know, right after the song, he was like, dude, I got to borrow your guitar. And I said, hell no, nah, man, that's not <laughs> happening. And he's like, today. what? He's like, what? What are you doing? No, no, dude, I know you have it. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And we left. <laughs> I was like, do not touch that's my That's so man. funny. Like, I'm, I'm very weird about that. Um, and he had a really expensive guitar too, and he beat beat the hell out of it. And it's like, yeah, have great. The, have the have some respect for the instrument. I mean, you're borrowing somebody else's instrument, and they can be very expensive. It's just like, mm-hmm. remember, um, oh, I forget who it was. Uh, somebody we know that that has a really really nice drum set, um, which I got the privilege of playing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I it's I do know. Oh my god, it is super. It was very nice. Such such an enjoyable time when I was playing that. Um, but he was telling the story of he let an individual 
borrow and play his drum set. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this set I think retails around thirty seven hundred, something like that. If I, just for shells. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. That doesn't come with a snare drum, by the way. Um, that's typically <laughs> just bass drum and the toms. Um, and th- uh, he let somebody borrow it, and he, he said at the end of their um, set. Um, this individual stood up on the bass drum and did a stage jive off of it. I was, I was there. I, I played at that same gig. Oh, you um, were there? I was there. I witnessed it. Oh, it was I at a, no be- it was at a benefit gig. And, um, cause that was the band who was using it cause he donated the kit for everyone to use that day. And it was, uh, yeah, don't you know, do the that. band who did the dive. I mean, they were like kind of a show cover tribute, whatever band. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't talk about someone being incredibly angry. You know, you have a grown man putting their full weight on a kick drum and jumping off with force. Yeah, it's not meant to be, uh, you know, it's not meant for that. No, God, no. Um, But, you know, it it kind of comes full circle with that, where it's like, me personally, I would never buy a $3,700 drum kit. Um, I don't have that money. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think it's more so not that I lack self confidence, but it's more so it's I know where I'm at, and that's just too much of an instrument for me. I mean, granted, if you're in the realm of brass and woodwind, where thirty seven hundred is literally a student instrument, yeah, that's know, nuts. That's a different. That's uh, that's a completely different, different animal. Um, whereas you know, I, I I'm just like this is too much instrument for me. Like I never feel like I would ever be skilled enough to to warrant. A, like a purchase like that like that's like um i know some people who just collect guitars they don't even play them and they collect multi-thousand dollar guitars as wall pieces and art pieces yeah. and like that always bothers me because it's like yeah someone could actually be using this so that would be like i equate it to that where it's like yeah i have this is way too expensive and i'm playing all the same stuff i play on my cheap stuff so it's like why what do i what yeah do I yeah no it's... but so i mean yeah, I mean, if if we were to summarize this, it's... I mean, what would we say? I mean, to Mr. Robert C. from Pennsylvania, I, I would I would honestly say, um, and this is a good, you know, to, to kind of question your, your buds over there with whatever instrument you, um, you're playing, he didn't specify, but, you know, it, it's always uh, interesting to take a look at the... a lot of the, the skill levels or dedication, as, as Mr. Will Sarver said, um, this is me talking directly to Robert C. You know, it's 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 good to kind of see what the skill levels or 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 just musicality of your friends who are suggesting to get super expensive stuff because it's going to make you good. Um, because that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, where I've noticed the people always telling me about, oh, gotta get your expensive guitars. Oh, gotta go, gotta have the real big pieces. You gotta. You know, aren't 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 the most well practiced in that in that realm so i would i personally for me especially for just starting out yeah real talk hit it i would real real talk all right this is this is completely on record we're doing this we're doing it big 2020 quarantine right here for you robert yeah 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 um bob we're gonna call you bob c right now because this is how we do it buddy um (laughs) honestly the thing i love about music stores is you can go in and you can play everything usually if you're nice and you're not doing like a smoke on the water or stairway to heaven nonsense um (laughs) go into the store and and for the time being whatever instrument you're playing toss out name brand and price and 
play everything, feel everything, see if it feels good. And you might find out, wow, this cheaper one feels very nice. These, the, you know, if, you know, I'm going to my native instrument, so it's like, oh, this fret job feels great. It just, it feels like a well put together instrument. It sounds good. It just, it feels nice. For me, feeling is the most important aspect of music, not just playing wise, but instrument wise. So it's kind of like, if you're not feeling it, then that's, that's a big piece missing. I don't know, Will, if you'd like to reiterate anything like that or... I completely yeah no I can I completely agree I would you you don't need expensive instruments to to make you better make you a better player or whatever um, you just said it way better than I did in like five <laughs> words I did like this big rant my arms are flapping around and you're just like no yeah, I okay what you said is is perfect <laughs> I mean I I do the same I still do this I still do it I go into a music store or wherever. And I try and play as much as I can. And it really is all about feel. Like Charles said, ignore names and price tag and just play it. Um, you're going to get more out of an instrument that feels better than um, what, you know, compared to whatever name is on it. It'll get you a yeah, lot I mean, farther. Yeah. Um, I would, if it, if it feels good to you and it sounds good to you, then that's the instrument for you. I would then it's spend good. yeah then it's perfect. I would spend more time and more money and becoming a better musician, player and person because that's what we're all about here. Um yeah. And just educate yourself on it. I mean, be that 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 will take you further. And then down the road if you if the time's right and the stars are aligned and you have money and you and you find something else that also feels good to you and you want to upgrade, go ahead. If and then you also don't have to. You could be like me and wait 18 years to buy another instrument yeah. <laughs> um so that's my take on it i mean you don't need them um they are nice to have it sometimes and it's also still really nice to have something inexpensive so i love that that was like the perfect little sentiment to end to end i'm on tearing that up kind of thing no, it was beautiful. I'm going to need some tissues for multiple reasons <laughs> over here. Um, but you can all use your imaginations. Because we technically, you've been listening to us beat off the whole time. And you may do with that what you will. Um, yes. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep that uh, together. Yeah, um, but, I, but I really, really do, um, for me, sentimental value is a huge thing with music. So I don't buy instruments just to buy instruments. They usually they have to mean something to me. I just don't like compulsive 100%. buy. Yeah. Um, but I, I love what you had to say on that. Um, I think that was great. Um, so I guess in closing, if any of you guys listening would like to submit a topic for us to talk about in a long form discussion, go to www.charlesloreda. I can't even speak. That's how emotional I am. www.charlesloreda.com slash contact. And there is a little box for you to fill out with all of your info and your question and things like that. We are also on Patreon now, guys. So if you would like to go to charlesloreda.com and on our homepage, we have a big orange, ugly, gaudy button that takes you right to Patreon. You literally cannot miss it. Um, and if you'd like to support us, our Patreon is only $1 a month uh, with that kind of thing. And we're just offering a couple small things in return. We didn't want to do a price tier kind of thing like that. We just said, you know, $1 would be kind of cool. And of course, we're incredibly thankful for everyone uh, yes, who helps thank us you. out. We have a, yes, we have a couple patrons at the moment. But um, the website's a hub to all of our social media. So you can get to Instagram from there. You can get to Facebook. You can get to YouTube. All of those things to follow us on. Will, did I miss anything at all? I'm really trying. No, I think you, 
I think you've got everything. I mean, we're everywhere. I mean, but really, are just infamous. check the website out and you can get all the info that your heart desires. And please submit questions. We love them and we want to answer them. Yeah, so we do. We love them lots. Um, so, I mean, in closing, my name is Charles Larita. And I'm Will Sarver. And uh, Will Sarver, would you like to thank anyone for doing anything particular today? Yeah, I'd like to thank everyone who's listening. And I want to thank you for listening to us beat off today. Because really, this really is... Important. <laughs> because this is the Drop the Beat podcast. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care.